Joe Siddle. Tom Crawford. Holy Mackinac, you're listening to Win City Sports. What up, everybody, and welcome back to the Win City Sports Podcast, presented by Amherstburg Chevrolet Buick GMC and hosted by Drake Moore. Every Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and anywhere podcasts are found, featuring interviews with local athletes, coaches, entrepreneurs, and more. Some of Windsor's finest come here to tell their stories and document uh, some Windsor history here on the Wind City Sports Podcast, obviously, and our rich sport world. And of course, always talking about the city as well. Be sure to check us out on social media at WinCity underscore sports on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our YouTube. Give us a subscribe on our YouTube channel. But the Win City Sports podcast going strong for five years now. Easily able to find us on uh, any social media or simple Google search. Uh, Win City Sports. W-I-N-C-I-T-Y is all one word. And we'll talk about that later on in the show as we normally do. This episode of Win City Sports is coming to you on Monday, October 18th, 2021. And it's episode 229 of Win City Sports. This week on Win City Sports is going to end off our saga with our, Wins- our Windsor Spitfires coaches uh, coming at you on our return of the Win City Sports podcast. If uh, you're listening to this episode and haven't listened to some of our recent ones, we were on a, hi- a hiatus uh, for most of the summer. Um, before that, last year, we went from a weekly show to bi-weekly, took a little break, and now we're, we're back strong trying to do it again uh, with weekly episodes. And we were able to bank uh, interviews with all of the Windsor Spitfires coaching staff, including the new and the old. And um, due to some podcasting reasons, I wanted to kind of save this one, but it works out good to, to release this week. And uh, we'll get into some different types of sports and topics in the weeks coming up. I know we've had um, kind of, you know, maybe not repetitive, but Windsor Spitfires coaches three weeks in a row. But regardless, this is someone that I always wanted to have on the show and was very uh, happy and, and grateful to be able to do this one a few weeks back and talk to another former NHLer from the Windsor area. We've got a lot of hockey players who are rather growing up here or played some junior here or something. And of course, uh, this guy being born and raised in the Windsor area, uh, technically kind of a LaSalle guy, um, but you know, always... Uh, always Windsor pride when he was in the NHL and beyond. He went on to coach uh, some pro as well. Before coming back to the Windsor Spitfires and the OHL, the team that he probably always wanted to play for uh, growing up as we talked to uh, talk about with our guest this week and new assistant coach for the Windsor Spitfires, Andy Delmore. Andy played in the NHL for, for many years. He played for Philly, Columbus, uh, a few teams actually. He was a part of uh, different organizations, played in the AHL as well. Got to play overseas, travel the world, and you know live in places like Italy and stuff like that to, to play the game. It's something we've talked about with a lot of players, a lot of... A lot of people in the hockey world on the Win City Sports podcast, but it's uh, it's true and it never it, it never goes away those <laughs> those memories. So always cool to talk about uh, talk about those things with our guest. And obviously we talk about that, but we talk about you know his, kind of his coaching career and and finally making it to the Windsor Spitfires again. A kid who grew up in Windsor, uh, played junior in North Bay all the way in North Bay and in Sarnia. And already with a you know a history of coaching, uh, obviously he's also a family man, and, and again from Windsor and, and still living here, so he gets to coach at home now, uh, work at home better yet, 
and uh, you know still continue his passion and, and career in the coaching world as kids are uh, young enough to, to live at home and, and stuff like that. So joining uh, former or other Windsor Spitfires coaching staff and Mark Savard, Perry Wilson, and Jared Smith in the last few weeks is going to be Andy Delmore this week on the Wind City Sports Podcast. Um, we're going to talk about the Spitfires, of course. We're going to talk about the Fratman uh, and some Lancer sports news. Again, lots of sports going on. Spits uh, off to a little bit of a rocky start. I think they're one in three right now. Yeah, one in three with one overtime loss as well. So two points uh, so far in four games for the Spitfires. They are currently sitting at the fourth spot in the West Division, the OHL's West Division. Uh, again, a little bit of a bumpy road uh, to start, rocky start, I suppose. But uh, again, only four games in. These games at the beginning of the of the year don't don't matter as much, and uh, at this time at least. And again, now we got the, the return of some players as well. Luca Hanalt is back after a stint with the Anaheim Ducks, a uh, tryout with them and with their affiliate, the uh, San Jose Gulls. Uh, he's actually been also named one of our assistant coaches along with Daniel Domico. Or did I say coaches, assistant captains? <laughs> and uh, our captain this year is uh, Willie Cooley, um, New York Rangers draft pick and prospect. And of course, the Spitz did pick uh, like some home alternates and away alternates. The other alternates are Pascal Zito and Grayson Ladd. And this week, the Windsor Spitfires do have a Thursday night game at the WFCU Center. 7.30, same old time, same old place. They're going to be taking on the Owen Sound Attack at 7.30 on Thursday at the WFCU Center. And uh, they also have a game on the road on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Friday in Kitchener and Saturday returning to uh, face the attack in Owen Sound. Following that, they'll be back at home next Thursday welcoming the Guelph Storm. So that pretty much gets us caught up with the Windsor Spitfires. A little bit of a bumpy start at 1-3 with uh, one overtime loss and one overtime win, actually, as well, over Sarnia. And the return of Luca Hennelt, uh, Montreal native, also being added to our captaincy lineup, leadership lineup for the 2021-22 season with Willie Cooley leading the squad. And again, games this Thursday and next Thursday here in Windsor. But that being said, I think it's time that we'll get ready to move into our interview with assistant coach of the Windsor Spitfires, Andy Delmore. Uh, If you haven't heard our previous episodes uh, with Jared Smith, Perry Wilson, and Mark Savard, NHL legend, uh, be sure to check those out as well. Kind of get a little bit of a different aspect from every coach and and talk about, uh, you know, the return of hockey. And and in this one, you know, obviously we talk about growing up here in Windsor with with Andy, um, one of the only, actually the only coach who's actually from Windsor, aside from Perry Wilson, who was uh, moved down here at a young age, but born and raised in Windsor. Uh, Coaches, we got Andy Delmore on the bench this year and he's joining the team that he always grew up watching i get to hear stories about the barn from andy in a few moments as well but before that we got to tell you about our sponsor amherstburg chevrolet buick gmc located on sandwich street south in amherstburg now offering the fall into savings event at zero percent financing for up to 84 months the offer also includes the new 2020 chevrolet camaro be sure to check them out at AmherstburgGMC.com or give them a call at 519-736-6451 for all information on special offers and deals. Tell them the Wind City Sports Podcast sent you. Again, that's Amherstburg Chevrolet Buick GMC. Bunch of beauties down there at the office. But uh, without further ado, I think it's time we jump into that interview now. 
all ready to go, got you caught up with our Spitfires, and then following the interview with assistant coach Andy Delmore, we're going to run down some Lancer sports, Fratman sports, uh, better yet, St. Clair College sports as well. But that being said, let's roll into our interview with Andy Delmore now. Here we go. So right now I'm joined by a Windsor boy, uh, Windsor Essex Sports Hall of Famer as well. Longtime pro hockey player with various teams in the NHL and overseas. Uh, he's been behind the bench since retiring, though. He's coached his former junior team, the Sarnia Sting, and the ECHL's Toledo Walleye, and now our new assistant coach of the Windsor Spitfires, Andy Delmore. Welcome to Wind City Sportsman. Thanks. Much appreciated. Of course. Thanks for joining me. And, of course, we want to talk about uh, everything uh, Windsor we can relate to your to your hockey career. I'm sure it's a long time coming. Uh, finally landed with the Spits after uh, not playing here as a junior. Yeah, we. Uh, it's funny. I obviously went to a lot of uh, Spitfire games at the old barn growing up and, uh, you know, always dreamed of, uh, you know, playing for the Spits. But, uh, you know, once you get to the OHL, it, sometimes it really doesn't matter where you're at. But uh, it's really nice to be back um, as a coach and uh, really looking forward to the opportunity to help this uh, organization uh, climb up the ranks. Yeah, I came in at a, a, obviously an interesting time for everybody. Uh, for every team and, and especially in the junior and the OHL as well, having last year off. But uh, of course, I mean, you, you don't regret anything, but everyone wants to play for their hometown team. As mentioned, you went to you went to games uh, growing up here uh, from LaSalle, I think. So what was life kind of growing up out there like? Well, you know, it was uh, obviously it's not the size as, as it is right now. Uh, wasn't yeah. that big of a town. Uh, you know, we had the old arena down on Front Road. Uh, you know, so it was a small town feel. We played single A hockey. We, you know, we, you weren't allowed to play triple A back then. You just kind of stuck, uh, in your area. So, uh, you know, a lot of games across the County, you know, the Wheatley, Harrow's, Amherstburg's, Leamington, uh, Bell River. So we were, uh, you know, just a small, uh, a small township back then that just went and played, uh, you know, small town hockey. Yeah. I mean, the town of LaSalle has developed big time in the last, 20 years or so i mean going back to, to those days yet alone the hockey uh hockey world and community out there is is greatly expanded i can only imagine uh 20 years ago how, how different it was yeah that old arena was uh you know yeah. something else it's not there anymore but uh you know we were fighting for ice time just with the one pad in LaSalle. you know with the figure skaters hockey uh you know a lot of 6 a.m practices on sunday morning uh you know to go get uh you know, tough tough for everybody to get up for that one yeah, no, no matter what your age or whatever, but it's always good to, or, you know, you know, it's beneficial and you, you want to play and you want to get on the ice like that, right? Yeah, well, we slept in a few times. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. Look at look at you now. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure I'm sure you played uh, other sports, too. I think uh, maybe baseball or football, probably even at the high school level. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I played uh, I played football with your cousin in high school at Holy Names, grade nine. And then uh, I played grade 10 as well. I played baseball growing up. Yeah. Uh, the track and field, uh, yeah. you know, so it was a little bit of everything growing up. You just, you didn't, uh, you just wanted to play sports. That's what it was. It wasn't, yeah. didn't really matter what it was. Yeah. Just like every other kid, right. Just seeing your yeah. friends and other things. You're like, yeah, hey, I, I want to join. I want to play too. Right. Yeah, for sure. But like, uh, obviously when you, you go out, you went off to North Bay. So I'm assuming drafted by them during yeah. your, your high school years. So eventually you have to make that decision to, to commit and, and move all the way out to, to North Bay as well. Right. Yeah, I actually, my first year in North Bay, I actually, uh, I stayed up there at the end of school to finish school. I ended up playing baseball up there that huh. summer. 
Cool. Um, it was funny. We we ended up playing in a tournament uh, at the Sky Dome, and we actually I actually played against all my friends that were on the Windsor Selects. Yeah, yeah. So it it was kind of fun. Uh, that was the last uh, tournament of baseball I played, though. That was it. Oh, that's pretty wicked, though. I mean, that had to have been like a, a A or Triple A team or something. I mean, to to host team, the uh, tournament there. It would have been. It was called Team North, so it was uh, North Bay, Sudbury. Sault Ste. Marie and Thunder Bay all got together and put a team in. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, baseball might not be too big in North Bay, right? Well, you'd be surprised. Yeah. You know, it's uh, obviously their season's not as long. It gets, you know, going a little bit uh, later. But, you know, they, yeah, it, it's not like Windsor, that's for sure. Yeah. Everywhere you go, if you look for it, you can find it. But it's just, you know, when I think of North Bay, I, I don't think of uh, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I at the time. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's funny, man. But again, you, you made the enough, enough impressions playing probably triple A growing up around in LaSalle or, or single A better yet uh, to get drafted to North Bay. So what do you remember about kind of breaking into to the league and first kind of going out there? Oh, very, uh, very naive, uh, a little bit scared, to be honest. I wasn't yeah. uh, I was six one, but I was maybe 140 pounds. I wasn't a I was a kind of a tall, lanky kid. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to make an impression. Uh, you know, whatever that was, uh, you know, if it was skating, shooting, passing, just, uh, you know, whatever I was going to do, I wanted to make sure that, uh, not that I got noticed. It's not really the right word, I guess. I just, I guess, showcase what, what you bring to the game. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to, to not maybe prove yourself, but, you know, show what you're worth and what you have to offer. At For that sure. Time. And, and, yeah. and, and at that time, it's like, Hey, anything I can, I can do, I suppose I'll, I'll uh, contribute to the team. That's what it's all about. Yeah, at that point, we had a really good hockey team. We actually won the OHL championship yeah. my first year in North Bay. So uh, I was lucky enough just to make the team, to be honest, because it was a really good hockey team. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, talking with Jared as well. I mean, uh, just that's what it comes down to, to, to get your spot sometime, especially yeah. at 16 years old, probably, you know. Yeah. So mm -hmm. just uh, grateful, I'm sure, to be around um, that club, uh, yep. get picked, and then, and then off to Sarnia. Um, which is re really where you kind of had some breakout years as a junior. So uh, some good coaching staff. You had Mark Connor as the assistant, eventually uh, head coach, I think, and some good players uh, like former coach uh, Trevor Lutowski for yep. for us. And and then you guys ended up linking up again. So what can you say yep. about your time in Sarnia? I actually, I actually lived there for a few years as well. So yeah, you, you wanna, what, I think you nailed it on the head with Mark Hunter. Uh, you know, just kind of taught me uh, – the simplicity of the game, I was making it too hard on myself, trying to, you know, make the perfect play all the time where, you know, you can bank it off the boards, you know, uh, you know, end of a period, end of a game, making smart plays. He uh, just kind of slowed the game down in my head a little bit for me. And uh, I would say that was, uh, you know, one like you said, the breakout years, he was, he had a big effect on those breakout years. Yeah. I mean, all the little things make a big difference and you, if, learning it from a guy like that um, kind of show you like, you know, he's not worried about, being so fancy or whatever is just yeah. stick to the basics and it'll work. And let's right? not forget. He was, he demanded hard work. Yeah. It was, uh, that's Mark. That's the Hunter model, you know, from Dale, Mark, you know, the dad, they just, uh, you don't even have an option. It's either you work hard or you don't play. So luckily enough, I worked hard. Yeah. I mean, um, the hunters that have quite the reputation in hockey and the OHL in Ontario alone. So, yeah. Uh, to cross paths with them in any way, I'm sure was was beneficial, and that's oh, what I mean. Absolutely. Looking at it and seeing who you're with, it's like, well, yeah, yeah, you for know. Sure. And uh, you know, you had a long. You played, you know, I think what five years of junior. Um, is that time like really memorable for you? Now, kind of going back to coaching the junior uh, teams, 
I always say it's like it's like high school, you know, the kids they're gonna they're just looking to move on to the NHL, but these are some of the most memorable times of their lives, and I'm sure you can attest to that. I think it's the most memorable because there's so many positives and there's negatives. It's all kind of wrapped into one. Your first time moving away from home, uh, high school, you know, you tack on all yeah. these things besides hockey, I think which which makes it, you know, memorable. Uh, not just your your teammates, but the friends that you make, through, not even in hockey, just throughout, you know, from your billets to friends. It's uh, quite an experience. Yeah, I mean, that's what I hear from everyone. And, and uh, it's it's a good metaphor for for life as well. I mean, you guys are your hockey players and you're doing uh, big things in the fans uh, in the fans eyes. But again, everyone's just people and you're a kid and, you know, it's a learning experience. It's a good time to, to make some mistakes and, and learn from it, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, again, I, I was going to mention you probably wanted to play for the Spits after all, all this time playing for Sarnia, playing against them and stuff. I'm sure you got to come down here and play a few games in the barn, even though you didn't uh, get to play for the for the Windsor team. Yeah, the barn was a special place for yeah. sure. Uh, you know, it was really hard to play in that small rink and, you know, the likes of, uh, you know, Steve Ott, Matt Cook breathing down your throat, yeah. you know, uh, Adam Young, you can go on and on, you know, the list, you know, RGM, Billy Bowler, DJ Smith, Matt Martin, I could list them all off. Dave Roach, you know, uh, Tim Finley, Ryan Pollock. Like there's so many guys that I, that I know and remember from Windsor, uh, you know, it would have been nice to play with them, but it was sure great to beat them, you know, yeah. some nights as well. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, you're kind of like the, the enemy all of a sudden, you're the bad guy, even though you're, you're from here and you're probably uh, comfortable coming home. It's well, like, I was well, the bad guy. Yeah. I was the bad guy. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, that's one thing that I always like to talk. I mean, again, like when we talk to people who played for Windsor, that are from Windsor, that's the go-to thing is like, you got to play in the barn. Like, it's so cool. But yeah, even if you didn't play for Windsor, you got to play in the O. It was like, okay, here, mark yeah. the calendar. Like we're playing Windsor and Windsor on this day, right? Yeah. The fans behind the net there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. That's what everyone says, dude. I can only imagine, like we were in the crowd, but I can only imagine being on the ice. How it would feel. Yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> uh, so, you know, after that 96, 97 season with the sting, uh, you're undrafted to the NHL, but you did play a few games for the Fredericton Canadians. Uh, yep. Your first pro experience probably before even sign. Oh, obviously before signing with Philly. So yeah. Uh, what's the story there? Uh, it was kind of a weird one, actually. Uh, they were real, Fredericton was real short on numbers, and uh, they called and asked if I would go, uh, knowing that it would just be for the weekend. Like, a, I think it's three games, right? Yeah, it's just a handful of games that you had played. But, yeah, so yeah. I, I didn't really sign with them. I was just there kind of on a like a tryout agreement. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarnia wasn't really happy with me that I did it. Oh, yeah. Um, as the overagers kind of leaving in the middle of the year. But I, I felt that, it was the right time knowing that I was just going to take off for a weekend. I wasn't leaving for the rest of the year. Yeah. So uh, just getting those three games in just to realize, okay, I can play there. Let's just keep on going when I get back. And, uh, you know, if it's not them, it, it might be somebody else. Mm-hmm. So it was just a stint that they, during the season, obviously yep. they, they needed some, uh, needed some help there. And again, yep. at that point you were, you're overager. So you're already like way past your draft year. And yep, I'm sure yep. that, that really lit some fire under your ass to, to prove – well, maybe not prove yourself, but, you know. Well, I just – I wanted to go and just, you know, prove to them and myself that I, I could play there. And uh, I had a decent three games. Like, it was okay. I didn't play my best. But, 
I came back with a ton of confidence and uh, just tried to continue that on for the rest of the year in Sarnia. Yeah. And then you just got an offer from from Philly coming out of coming out of junior or free agent. Uh, maybe someone seen you play uh, in Fredericton and they just. You want to know what a funny confident. story? My uh, my D partner that year was actually drafted by Philly. Okay. So uh, they were always around uh, watching him, and uh, not to say that I got his contract, but <laughs> they were around quite a bit to see. Yeah, and hey, well, that's how it works. I mean, everyone everyone's watching games. You never know who could. Who can catch your attention, right? Even if they weren't coming exactly. to watch you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of that now, but you know, you, you you play for Philly for a couple of years. I mean, that's what most people are, you know, NHL fans might know you as. But man, you're like 20 years old. You're in a locker room with guys like John Leclerc, Lindros, and you know, just to name a few. Mark Recchi. It had to have been uh, a little, maybe over a little overwhelming, but some some cool times for you. Overwhelming yet very educational because they're yeah. such great because they're such they're great people those guys yeah you know you learn a lot yeah it's not like uh, you know we we see names on the list sometimes you're like oh shit you play with this guy play with that guy these guys are like stud hockey players but they're class act guys you know like even, you know, even uh, if you throw in you know Rod Brendan I was just gonna bring him up yeah you know Eric Dejard and even down the list you know they were all very welcoming and. Uh, you know, just they just wanted everybody to, to succeed in their own way. And again, uh, you know, now being a coach, I'm sure you you remember all those times that you you were the young kid in the dressing room and, and you got to learn from guys like that. And just every little lesson uh, counts, you know. Yeah, I would hope that our our older players can do that to for our young kids as well. Not just the coaches, mm -hmm. you know, you know, the old 19 and the 20 year olds can help these guys, uh, you know, when they need help as well. That's, you know, a good leadership group will will have that happen. Yeah. And I'm sure that's it's a good story or example for you to tell everyone too, or tell the kids, you know, because uh, look at where Rob Brindamore is now and look at what he's exactly. done. Like, you know, I was like, yeah. I was that kid and he, uh, you know, he, he was cool to me or something, you know, just yeah, little things sure. like that, you know? Yeah. And uh, again, you know, uh, in the Windsor Essex Hall of Fame for your days in the NHL, of course. Played for a few teams, but also played overseas. Uh, yep. Something I wanted to talk about. Played in Germany, Italy, Austria. So you know, being able to travel the world through the through the awesome game of hockey, the sport of hockey, it's got to be beneficial to you, right? I think it just makes you a more all all around person. Uh, you know, seeing the world, seeing the different cultures, the different type of hockey, uh, trying to speak the language. There's so many things there that. Uh, it just, I think it just makes you a better person, realizing what's going on in the world, not just in you know your little bubble of North America. Yeah, of course. Again, just to see that's my thing. Like you get to go and see the different types of hockey and players and stuff like that, but yeah. you're living their lifestyle every day too. So it really opens your eyes up to the world. I mean, people tell us stories just going to pro in the AHL or NHL, and it's the same thing. But now you're you're really uh, maybe a little struck by the the community and the oh, for way sure. of life, right? Different. They're all different in, in their own way. You know, every country, every league's different in their own little particular way. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, uh, like just for example, like Italy, like the lifestyle in Italy doesn't maybe doesn't really match up to a lot of hockey players or athletes. Or you might you might not think that a lot of people play hockey in Italy, but there's more of, than you think. Go over there. There's yeah, more hockey than you think. There, it, it's yeah. uh, you know obviously not down in the south in Sicily or anything like that. But you know, you get up north into the mountains. Uh, you know, a lot, there's a lot of uh, German descent up there, and a lot of uh, Austrian descent that that 
they they play hockey up there. Yeah, I think it was uh, Mark Kadot telling me his uh, his teammates would they lived up in the mountains there and they would ski down to the to the city to the rink to practice and then bus or whatever back up because there's so much snow up there. It's so. funny. I would take the gondola down. Yeah. So yeah. So then they take the thing back up, right? So you, yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, they just don't want to break a leg going to practice, I suppose. <laughs> um, but hey, you played uh, two years for the the Hamburg Freezers, which are a pretty good team, especially um, when you played. I think at least. Um, yeah, they were they were good. They were they yeah. were a good organization. Owned uh, they're owned by the Anschutz Group, which owns the uh, LA Kings as well. So uh, you know, very familiar with hockey, and you know, beautiful brand new arena. So it was uh, it was a real good spot to play. Yeah, yeah, that one just kind of stuck out to me. I mean, because uh, after a few years in, in the AHL, and then you jump over there and then come back, you signed with Detroit. So was that kind of like the goal to kind of come back, at least to America, maybe close to home? Or Yeah, I wanted to give it one more shot. You yeah. know, uh, just in my head, I said, you know, let's see if I can do this one more time. It, you know, I just never given up on the, the return to the dream, right? Yeah. And it's never too late to go either way. Like if it doesn't, nope, go, exactly. you, have, you have something yeah. elsewhere, right? I mean, yeah. but uh, you just happened to sign with Detroit. I mean, right across the border from here. Were you a Detroit fan growing up? Oh yeah, that, still am. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that, that you know, that could have been it. That could have been like a good like way to wrap it up. But obviously, would have been nice. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. all good. Yeah, timing is everything. It's it's what That's happens. Right. And like I was, like you said before, I don't regret anything. It's it's nope. your life, man. So. You end up going back over though and just decided hey what's what's keep this going we'll go i think it was um austria austria and italy at that point it was like yeah let's just see what i can do and, and keep living right I, I didn't i didn't know anything else i didn't yeah you know i graduated from high school and played hockey since i was however old and just wanted to keep on playing until when i thought was the time to stop basically yeah. and i still didn't want to retire when Trevor called me to help him in Sarnia. I, I still okay. didn't want to go. I still wanted to play. And yeah. My wife kind of just said, okay, buddy, like <laughs> you're getting a little old here. Yeah. Yeah. I guess uh, sometimes, you know, it's just time to hang them up. Right. But that, yeah. I was going to ask that too. Like, so I guess Trevor gave you the call. Did you ever like want to get into coaching or again, was it just well, like, yeah, I had thought about it. Uh, not really that hard. I, I kind of really didn't know what I wanted to do. And when, when Trev called, we, you know, we had such a good relationship in junior and we had kept in touch the whole time. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was Trevor. It was the fact that it was our old junior team. Yeah. Um, it was both of those factors that, you know, I wanted to do it. Yeah. I was going to say that too. I mean, it happens a lot. You'll see a lot of guys kind of come back to their old teams like Mike Weber. Yeah. a couple of years ago, you know, you always got ties with your junior teams and, and then another guy that you played with too. So I wasn't sure how, it, how it all went down, but obviously, as you mentioned, I guess they had a spot and yep. Trevor just reached out and you're like, Hey, let's do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, t uh, timing is everything. So uh, actually at, at that first or second year where you guys coached, I, uh, I was out there and I was like a rink attendant at the, at the RBC. Oh, nice. Uh, so some, some tough times to get started in the, yeah. in the, in the coaching world for you. Maybe. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't easy. No, yeah, sure. that was a rough year for sure, but yeah, they uh, were both rough. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, but again, it's just kind of coming back to where it all began, fresh start, yep. new world, uh, but yep. in the same, you know, in the hockey world, um, yep. from there, you jump over to the Toledo walleye for a few years, get some pro coaching under your belt. I'm sure was a very, 
vital, beneficial, right? Yeah, what a, I, you know, I, I can't thank them that that city enough and that organization. They, uh, they do it well. They're, uh, you know, I know it's the ECHL, um, but what a great, um, what a great hockey city from the Mud Hens, you know, to the Walleye, all being under the one umbrella, right? So it's, uh, it, they do things well. They're, you know, a great fan base. Uh, you know, we we're lucky enough to win a lot of games, lost in the finals one year, so it was, it was a lot of fun there for sure. Yeah, I mean, you spent a few years, so you figure it's it's going well. And uh, you mentioned the Mudheads. We had another kid from Windsor, Jacob Robson, play on that team as well. So just got to yeah. throw that in. Just all the Windsor ties around the world. You never know uh, well, where you're going to There's a few other it. guys. Uh, who else played there? Uh, Chris Geniak. Okay. Uh, there's, yeah. been, there's been some other guys that have played in Pluto as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see the names pop up a lot. And again, just... Kind of like, like at least in the in the junior world, a little bit. Just teams changing a lot, so you see a lot of faces. Hunter coming Smith down. as well. Hunter Smith, Justin Buzio. Right. Yeah, we've had quite a few there. Yeah, yeah. I see a lot of guys signing over there and now too, especially from the from the Lancers. Were you involved with the Lancers at all? Or? Yeah, one year in yeah. between Sarnia and Toledo. I, I uh, it's funny. My wife actually got pregnant. We wanted to just stay local, and I was lucky enough that uh, Kevin Hamlin asked me to come on board for that year. So, uh, good experience as well. Oh yeah, University CIS hockey gets should get more credit. Oh, absolutely. That's something we used to talk about all the time. I mean, just last year with them being off, we uh, obviously didn't uh, have a lot to talk about, but that was a big topic on this show for a long time from coaches and players. Is just yeah, uh, again giving it more credit. Just exactly what you said. Yeah, and uh, you know, kind of to start to wrap it up. You you've recently came here to Windsor, as we all know. Mm-hmm. Probably just a perfect opportunity for you to. Uh, come close to home, step to a, a well-organization, well-established organization, and a fresh start to uh, to run the squad with uh, with a new coaching staff as well, right? Yeah, we're, uh, you know, obviously the first couple of weeks, we don't uh, really know each other that well as a yeah. staff, and we're all just feeling everything out. But, uh, you know, as we get going here, things are starting to roll, roll nicely, uh, you know, from top to bottom and getting to know the, the kids uh, a lot better. Um, you know, obviously we're all chomping at the bit for opening night, but uh, we got some work to do before we get there. Yeah, of course. I mean, like I, I was talking to the other guys, like this pandemic year has just been so strange uh, to kind of jump back into it now. Like there's no way of predicting anything. Just We didn't have a season and a half. Right. Um, but of course, now you're getting to know everyone. I'm sure you're just you're excited to get back on the ice and get this thing going. Just like uh, just like all the fans. Oh, I can't imagine being a hockey fan. Yeah, I can't rough. imagine. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited for them. I'm excited for the kids to get out there and show show what they can do. And uh, you know, for for the NHL prospect guys, you know, that missed out last year, uh, you know, I hope they have a great year. And and uh, well, not just them. I hope everybody, but mm-hmm. especially the kids that missed out last year for sure. Yeah, they really deserve it at this point. And yeah. you guys had two uh, two exhibition games, I think, already with Sarnia, fittingly enough. So how's it feel yep. to be back on the bench there? I mean, it's been a while, huh? Yeah, I felt okay. You know, <laughs> get that nice, fresh hockey air, you know, on the bench and not yelling at the refs, but maybe a little bit, just getting back into the flow of things. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little intimate right now, too, with the – Small crowd, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. They can, everybody can hear everything. Exactly. Shit, you heard me say that one. Yeah, so unfortunately. To, yeah, yeah. Well, kind of start the last question here. If, if you have any uh, 
any good memories of the barn, anything that sticks out, Windsor Arena, or just when you think of Windsor Hockey, Windsor Spitfires, now being part of the organization too, I'm sure you're just uh, happy to be here. So what, what yeah. comes to mind when you think of the Spitfires, I guess? Well, I can tell you one of the funniest stories, and, and I actually was watching the game uh, on Kojiko maybe uh, last summer or the summer before. I don't know if you remember uh, Dennis Maxwell, player on the Sarnia's team, fighting Ed Jovanowski and ripping off Jovo's helmet and, and hitting him with his own helmet. I, I'll just I'll never forget it. I've never seen it. I was like, what is going on here? Like, okay, let's fight, but I'm gonna take your helmet and beat you with your own helmet. You know, so, it's just it's yeah. crazy. We were watching that because he was talking about it on uh spitting chicklets. So me and a buddy were watching it. We were trying oh, to figure yeah. out who yeah, was hitting yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, watching that as well. So you were uh you were on North Bay at the time? Were you? No, I was on Sarnia at that time. Oh, so they were playing Sarnia, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I remember be, like trying to decipher like we had just like a little clip of it. We we're trying to figure out who it was in the jersey. Oh yeah, they'll no, never uh, forget it. I was like, oh, my, <laughs> what am I witnessing? Old school hockey, man. At the bar, was old school. For Love sure. it. Love to hear it, man. Well, I, again, we're looking forward to the season. Everyone's excited. Yeah, for sure. Anytime, yeah. Jake. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to do it. Okay, all the best to Win City and yourself. Huge thanks to Andy Delmore for coming on the Win City Sports Podcast, telling some stories and uh, having a good time shooting the shit. Uh, good guy and a great addition to our Windsor Spitfires behind the bench. Uh, a lot of knowledge, a lot of experience, even in a short coaching career uh, since retiring, what, not even 10 years ago. He knows the league very well, as I uh, talked to him, obviously, about his time with Sarnia, both playing and coaching. Um, I'm not sure. I, I know I've talked about it here on the show with many guys who have played in Sarnia or from Sarnia or whatever, but I started working in the, the arenas out there, and Sarnia was my first gig in, in arenas and um, worked there my last year of college, which would have been, I think, as we talked with Andy, his first or second year with the team where they set a record for, like, the worst record of all time. Uh, um, most goals against of all time. Um, it was it was uh, some tough times for Sarnia Sting fans for sure at, during those days. And I remember, I, I think I mentioned this before again. My buddy, his dad, uh, owned a Harvey's and sponsored the the Sting. And it was like you know, if they score five or more goals, everyone gets a free burger with their with their ticket. And I th- and I was there for a semester. I wasn't there for the entire year i was only there for part of the school year right so i wasn't there for the entire uh, hockey season so um at least in the time that i was there i missed like one or two games and i think that they only got to five goals one time and <laughs> we got some free burgers so uh those are some of my memories of uh sarnia's thing uh that at least that i'll share <laughs> right now um interesting times with some of the players that they had um and again though i remember seeing i don't really remember seeing delmore too often but uh, i remember seeing Litowski in the hallways a few times saying what up and then all those years later having them on one city sports podcast pretty cool stuff but again, huge thanks to Andy Delmore and the Windsor Spitfires for uh, setting that up and, and doing it and being part of the Win, Win City Sports uh, realm here, the the show. Uh, again, all all coaching staff for the 2021-22 season have made it onto the Win City Sports podcast in our short return this month of October. Uh, so if you enjoyed that interview with Andy, be sure to check out the last two with uh, Jared Smith and Perry Wilson and Mark Savard and, and many, many more in the archives of different 
types of players from different eras, uh, different sports as well, not just hockey, as uh, you'll see in the upcoming weeks. Uh, I'm going to try and get away from hockey a little bit, but of course, it's uh, Windsor and Canada's biggest sports, so uh, a lot of history here, a lot of players, so I'm always talking to people in, in the hockey world. But uh, it's not all we do. Uh, of course, uh, we've got our Windsor Spitfires news out of the way as well, so we're going to talk about some other sports. But again, uh, I'm looking to get some more interviews and, and different types of interviews, trying to reach out and and just make contact with, with all kinds of different people. If you have any suggestions, feel free to reach out. Uh, you heard about... Uh, Amherstburg Chevrolet GMC earlier today is our our official sponsor and we do have some more sponsorship opportunities if you have a small business or know anyone who might be looking to sponsor a, a podcast and and get your you know your business out to hundreds of hundreds of Windsorites we're very easy to find and uh, to contact so if uh, you guys uh, know anyone that might be interested feel free to reach out and if you have any suggestions for the show or any questions or anything always open to uh, to talk to the listeners Speaking of Windsor sports, though, one thing that uh, a lot of people forget about is our Windsor Express, as it has been almost two years since they've set foot on the court. Um, before the whole pandemic started, they were looking to get into the Windsor Arena, which was rejected by the city. And, you know, we're hoping to get their numbers up and, and prove that they could they could fill a different type of facility and if not be there, um, you know, give them the opportunity to do so elsewhere. But um, the reason I bring this up is for a few reasons. Uh, today, as I speak, at least I always record the day before we release the podcast. So Sunday afternoon here in Windsor, we got the open streets going on downtown and I believe on Ottawa Street as well. And I've seen the Windsor Expresser down there supporting the community as they always do, um, and that is in relates to another news article that came out earlier this week with the commissioner of uh, the NBL stepping down. I believe um, he had only stepped in a year or two before, and just for you know personal reasons, decided to to step down. And it comes around the same time, if not the same day, that the Halifax Hurricanes have announced their disbanding of their team and now the league is down to, to six teams including our Windsor Express who I know are very adamant on returning and and uh, you know invested in the community here and uh, you know all, all that all that kind of stuff and hoping to see that they make an announcement on, on their return or anything that you know uh, could happen in the future they haven't really spoke much about that but we do see them out there still uh, doing their thing supporting the community and you know letting people know they exist it's, uh, it's, it's a struggle it's a hard uh, hard business to get into for sure but you know they're out there supporting the community i hope uh, the games get back and we can go back and support them as well but some more basketball news our men's and women's lancers teams are getting started back up again i believe this would be actually uh exhibition or preseason play for them but they went two and one uh last week uh on the stretch of games uh defeating ontario tech the York Lions are then falling to the Toronto Varsity Blues. They're set to start what looks like to be their regular season on November 3rd. A little bit of a break uh, between the preseason and regular season. They're kicking things off with games against the Guelph Griffins. Um, one at home and one on the road. Uh, starting things off Wednesday, November 3rd. The women's team also back in action, losing to... Uh, I don't even know what school this is, but uh, they're, they're actually playing today as I speak. Uh, they had an afternoon game uh, in Montreal. And uh, again, they're starting off their regular season against the Guelph Griffins on November 3rd as well. Uh, so usually they do like a, a women's game at 6 a, uh, p.m. and then the men's game at 8 p.m. 
and that will be at the Fairhall Fieldhouse on Wednesday, November 6th. Uh, a little bit more exciting news for our uh, Windsor Lancers. We got the, the football team going. They actually uh, suffered a loss to the Western Mustangs. We'll talk about that in a second. But we got to talk about Windsor's Thomas DeMarco, University of Windsor Lancers, Thomas DeMarco. Uh, the first Lancer in two decades to claim a OUA men's golf title this past Friday. So obviously some hype around him right now, seeing that popping up a lot on, on Twitter and stuff like that. And now the men's football team with a record in 2-2. Two and two, They recently lost a pretty decisive uh, uh, loss to the Western Mustangs. Their next game is this Saturday, October 23rd in Waterloo, taking on the Golden Hawks. And their next and uh, last home game of the year will be October the 30th, again taking on the Western Mustangs at Alumni Field here in Windsor. And finally, for the Lancers, the men's and women's hockey teams are set to kick off regular season action this weekend against Brock. And before we wrap it up, quickly, we got to talk about our St. Clair Fratmen. As we talked about last week, they are at 5-0, record of 5-0 after absolutely crushing their competition lately. And they're playing uh, pretty much right now as I speak. So I uh, don't have the results for, for you Monday as you're listening to this podcast. But uh, they are in Hamilton right now taking on the Hurricanes, uh, looking to improve <laughs> their record and keep their, their winning ways. Just absolutely crushing it uh, at the... Um, at the junior level there so again our, our frat men have been off to winning ways in 5-0 and at the top of the, the division and uh, we'll report back next week and be sure to check it out on twitter and stuff like that keep up to date with all of our windsor sports at windcity underscore sports because that is all this week on the Win city sports podcast my name is drake demore and i'm here every monday uh, doing interviews with local athletes coaches entrepreneurs bringing you their stories and you know documenting windsor history chatting with the people who created it who did it on the Wind City Sports Podcast and as well as you just heard talking about local sports news, getting you up to date with all of our Windsor sports and you know maybe giving you my opinions once in a while on things and just kind of shooting the shit to myself. But I thank you so much to listening. Uh, 229 episodes, uh, technically with a bonus episode. We're already at 2.30 and we got more coming at you in the future. Every week brought to you by Amherstburg Chevrolet Buick GMC. Now offering the Fall Into Savings event at 0% financing for up to 84 months. The offer also includes the new 2020 Chevrolet Camaro. Be sure to check them out at AmherstburgGMC.com or give them a call at 519-736-6451 for all information on special offers and deals. Tell them the Wind City Sports Podcast sent you. We love the boys and girls down at Aberg Chevy, but again, check us out on all social media, anywhere you get your podcasts at WinCity underscore sports, the WinCity sports podcast, W-I-N-C-I-T-Y, all one word. We're here every Monday and we'll be back with a new episode, new interview for you next week. And until then, smell you later.